Hello everyone and welcome back to day 64 of Future Teens of Medicine. It's Colette here and today we are going to be talking about neuroscience. So neuroscience is the scientific study of the nervous system and it combines physiology, anatomy, molecular biology, developmental biology, cytology, mathematical modeling, and psychology. And it works to understand the fundamental and emergent properties of neurons and neural circuits. Simply said, neuroscientists focus on the brain and its impact on behavior and cognitive functions, and how people think. They also investigate what happens to the nervous system when people have neurological, psychiatric, and neurodevelopmental disorders. A neuroscientist can specialize in a wide range of fields, from neuroanatomy to neuropsychology, but research in the fields can improve our understanding of both the brain and the body, how they work, and the health issues that affect them. Finally, it's important to understand that neuroscientists study the cellular, functional, behavioral, evolutionary, computational, molecular, cellular, and medical aspects of the nervous system. Please make sure to also check out our presentation posted on Google Classroom for some important visuals. So first off, we are going to talk about the main parts of the neuron, and there's a diagram included in the presentation. And so in the neuron, there's the cell body, which is the cell's life support center. There are the dendrites, and they receive messages from other cells. There's the accent, which passes messages away from the cell body to the other neurons, muscles, or glands. There's the myelin sheath, which covers the axon and some neurons and helps spread neural impulses. And then there are the terminal branches or buttons, which form junctions with other cells. And not included on this diagram, but also important to note, is the synapse, which is the space in between one neuron and the other. Neuroimpulses are transferred down the axon. Secondly, we included a diagram of the four lobes of the brain. And those four lobes are the frontal lobe, parietal lobe, occipital lobe, and temporal lobe. Some qualities of the frontal lobe include planning, decision-making, strategy, judgments, touch perceptions, and speech. In the parietal lobe, logical and mathematical reasoning, spatial awareness, association areas, and motor movements. In the occipital lobe, visual processing. And in the temporal lobe, hearing, taste, smell, language, and language comprehensions. The last thing we included was some brain anatomy, and the diagram identified some of the important brain structures such as the corpus callosum, the thalamus, the cerebellum, the brain stem, the medulla, pons, pituitary gland, hypothalamus, and others. So I wanted to discuss the aim of neuroscience, and neuroscience affects many, if not all, human functions, but it also contributes to us having a better understanding of a wide range of common conditions. And so neuroscience can help us better understand some conditions including Down syndrome, autistic spectrum disorders, ADHD, addiction, schizophrenia, Parkinson's disease, brain tumors, epilepsy, the effects of stroke and immune system disorders such as multiple sclerosis. And this greater understanding of neurological factors that we gain from neuroscience can help in developing medications and other strategies to treat and prevent these and many other and future health issues. I wanted to quickly also talk about the education and salary of a neuroscientist. So there are multiple paths to become a neuroscientist, and this is dependent on the type of neuroscientist that you want to become. So some neuroscientists start out by completing a bachelor's degree in, 
in neuroscience at first, and then they proceed to complete a PhD. However, others who wish to do clinical work and treat patients must also become a medical doctor and complete a medical residency, meaning they must graduate from medical school. They must also pass the United States Medical Licensing Examination, and they may take a postdoctoral fellowship, um, for example, in a lab to gain further training before uh, applying for a job. According to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, the median annual salary of a medical scientist, including neuroscientists, in 2016 was $80,530. However, there's a range between $57,000 to a high of $116,840. So, now I wanted to talk a little bit about the different types of neuroscientists. So first off, we have effective neuroscience, and research in this field looks at how neurons behave in relation to our emotions. There's also behavioral neuroscience, and behavioral neuroscience is the study of how the brain affects behavior. Clinical neuroscience, however, includes medical specialists such as neurologists and psychiatrists, and they look at disorders of the nervous system from basic neuroscience findings to find and develop ways to treat and prevent them. They also look for ways to rehabilitate those who have undergone neurological damage, and they consider mental illnesses as brain disorders. Cognitive neuroscience is a specialty that looks at how the brain forms and controls thoughts and the neural factors that affect those processes. This field combines neuroscience with the cognitive sciences of psychology and psychiatry. Computational neuroscience and neuroscientists try to understand how brains compute information. They use computers to stimulate and model brain functions and apply techniques from mathematics, physics, and other computational fields to study brain functions. There's also developmental neuroscience, which examines how the brain and the nervous system grow and change, and the information gathered here helps scientists understand more about how the neurological systems develop and evolve. Molecular and cellular neuroscience, on the other hand, looks at the role of individual molecules, genes, and proteins in the functioning of nerves and the nervous system at a molecular and cellular level. Neuroengineering is a field that uses engineering techniques to better understand, replace, repair, or improve neural systems. Neuroimaging is the branch of medical imaging that concentrates on the brain, and neuroimaging is used to diagnose disease and assess the health of the brain and can also be useful in the study of the brain, how it works, and how different activities affect the brain. Finally, neurophysiology looks at how the brain and its functions relate to different parts of the body and the role of the nervous system. It helps scientists understand how human thought works and provides insight into the disorders relating to the nervous system. These aren't all the different fields and subspecialties of neuroscience, but they were a majority of them and some ones that I felt were necessary to include in this lesson. Finally, before I conclude this presentation and podcast on neuroscience, I wanted to talk about research within neuroscience. So one major aim of current neuroscience research is to study how brain wiring works and what happens when it's damaged. New developments in brain scanning now allow researchers to see more detailed images and determine not only where there may be damage, but also how that damage affects structural parts of the brain. For instance, the impact on motor skills and cognitive behavior in conditions like multiple sclerosis and dementia. And some of the common research topics in the field of neuroscience include the prefrontal cortex, brain connectivity, brain mapping and methodology, and neurological disorders. So that concludes today's lesson on neuroscience. 
Again, I've linked some video resources in the presentation, as well as a link to my personal hand-drawn brain diagrams to help you better understand some of the structures of the brain. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson, and we will see you soon with our next lesson.